everybody welcome back to frat chat episode five this is your co-host mikey and your other co-host carson and happy belated father's day and juneteenth i hope y'all gave some love and respect or to your father or a father figure in your life and i hope you sent some money to a black friend over cash app (laughs) sending love to the fathers and the brothers You know, I didn't actually know what Juneteenth was until yesterday. Or, yes, it's we're recording this on Saturday, but yesterday is in Juneteenth. Yeah, I was... Uh, the 19th. I had, I had heard of it only out of, uh, only out of like, internet videos from, like, you know, a, a couple years ago. Uh, you know, I was watching, like, internet videos where they, you know, take deep dives into... into political issues and stuff like that and it was brought up and I, I just never really paid it much mind but now people are you know trying to turn it into like a really official holiday yeah I've heard I've seen that and especially with all the like the timing seems lined up to make it I don't know to celebrate it as a holiday you know with all the stuff that's been happening yeah no it makes sense but I've I've I was hearing about I like I seen it on social media like a week ago or two weeks ago and I'm like what, what what is this like what Juneteenth like that is I had no clue what it was but I didn't actually know I might have known I don't I didn't really recall that that um it was like that in Texas I thought that was baffling yeah no I they think had to wait. I think there was another there's another day um now that I'm thinking of it it might actually be the same it's not the same day but it's uh. There's another day, and it's when um the like some amendment, the amendments were rat like an amendment was ratified that um basically denounced slavery. And I know that that was another day that they were trying to make a holiday at some point. How do you feel about it becoming a holiday? Juneteenth. You yeah. I I mean I think that's great. Like I got no issues with that. I mean first of all. Holidays are are kind of silly in and of themselves. I I, I believe it's uh, it's just another day. Yeah. But if there is any reason to ever have a holiday, it's something like that. It's something in remembrance of of something that honestly matters. Yeah. You know, I I I'm I'm in support of that becoming a holiday too. Like Christmas, Easter, they're fun because you know that we've Americanized them and turned them into basically just like gifts and candy. But corporate shit. Yeah, it's corp. You know, corporate shit. Um, but at the end of the day, they're religious holidays, and they're kind of, as far as the any type of meaning behind them, they're pretty worthless. Uh, same thing with Halloween. Halloween's kind of a worthless holiday. Because uh, nobody that, remembers anything, it's just you know a, a corporate thing. Not saying they're not fun. Not saying they're not something that you should participate in and enjoy. They're just they don't really have much weight behind them. Wait, are you saying you hate candy? Is that what you just said? <laughs> it's not what I said, but uh, <laughs> I I don't particularly like candy. Uh, I'm I'm kind of moving away from that. I used to be so into candy. But ever since yeah. I've been trying to take down my sugar and take a little bit, uh, I, I still love sugar. I, I'm still like a fiend for sugar. But you Good know, for you, you though you eat like I used to be able to eat like a pack of Skittles and be like, oh, that was great. But now I eat like three Skittles and I'm like, that is okay. This is enough. Yeah, yeah, I definitely feel good for you for that too. Though sugar is a hell of a drug. It's the worst drug. I mean, it like alcohol is up there, nicotine's up there, but the dangers of both of those are pretty uh, talked about. The dangers of sugar just don't get enough airtime, you know. Yeah, it's crazy to like actually feel like cravings for it too. Like, oh, you drive past a McDonald's or a Seven Eleven, you're like, damn, like a fucking 
Coke or a little Sprite right now would be so good. Cause I've I felt that and I don't fu- I don't fuck with that personally necessarily. Like, why do I crave fast food right now? Yeah, that I hate the, I hate the fast food cravings, man. I get them so much. I don't get them as much as I used to, but fuck. Like lately, I've been trying to just my body's been feeling like fucked up, so I'm just trying to I want to get on a healthy eating binge. Cause I don't know, you eat healthy, you feel healthy, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. That's that's most of what being healthy is is diet exercise is part of it but it's like more it's more diet than exercise my parents are going on keto right now so we're about to have some healthy stuff in the house oh nice nice it's like their third time doing keto have you ever seen good results from keto because i have what and is fucking good is keto just um i'm I, I don't really i'm not even super familiar with the with the specifics of it is, is it just no sugar no processed food is it just like straight you know meat and vegetables i i believe it's no carbs mm-hmm. i think okay. so no breads no like rice shit like that you know right right and it just i i, I wish i knew the science more before i started talking about it but like you, you get slim if you're if you if you stick to it, you get slim. I I've heard it's not sustainable for a long time though because you're missing out carbs. I think don't quote me. Well, I My think I think you can it. substitute that with something else. Yeah, you could. The vegans are crazy with that stuff, like substituting foods yeah. for other foods. Well, because being vegan is definitely not sustainable. Like being a vegan is not good for you. Um, but. If you do it super correctly, it can be good for you. You you really have to work hard to make veganism work. Because most yeah. most vegans they they just go by the rule. They just follow the rules of veganism and then just eat however they want to eat within those confines. And that's not good for you. You got to eat very. If you're going to be vegan, you got to do very specific things to make sure you get enough protein. Yeah, there's like a lot of effort with that. It's almost like a lifestyle. Yeah, no, it's totally a lifestyle. I've definitely seen, like, YouTubers and such, like, family YouTubers that, like, the wife kind of just, um, kind of, like, revolves her life with feeding, like, being a mother, yes, you can do that, stay-at-home mom, that's a thing, but, like, you know, she she's, like, dedicated to feeding her kids vegan and just cooking and getting healthy stuff, and it's it's really cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I I would much rather be a vegetarian than a vegan. Why is that? I, I just, I mean, it's easier to maintain your health while also uh, being able to shake up the diet. Yeah, because you have to worry about animal products with veganism. Now, my and si- like, oh, this might have something in it. My sister, uh, she's not a vegan or a vegetarian. She she likes meat too much, but she uh, eats tempeh, and the way she prepares tempeh, it's very. I mean, it's it's good shit. What's tempeh? Tempeh is basically like tofu. Um, it's another like plant-based or like soy or something like that. It's it's just not meat, but it mimics meat. Okay. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, tofu is nasty. Like, there's no getting around the fact that tofu is not good. I I don't. Is it like this? Is it like the sofrito from like uh, bole? I never I, had that actually. I've never had that either. I want to try it now. I, I would I would get behind a meat substitute. Like, what did you say it was called? Tempeh. Yeah. I would definitely get behind that. I don't know if I'd like it. No, th- to make uh, tofu good, you got to use the, you know, you got to sauce it. You got to put sauce on it. You got to do use salt. You got to do all this stuff to it in order to make it um, yeah. edible, basically. <laughs> that's, that's, I've noticed that from a lot of vegan recipes. I say a lot of vegan recipes. I've... I mean, I'm on TikTok and I see Tabitha Brown, a vegan woman who makes vegan uh, foods on her TikTok. And she has like a million or so followers, maybe a couple million. But, you know, it's so cool seeing her cook like carrot bacon, uh, oyster mushroom chicken tenders. Like it's not chicken, obviously, but like you fry, she fries them like it's chicken tenders and they look like they taste like it. And I would love to try it. Especially that carrot bacon. She puts yeah, so I saw much the, in I've it. I've seen carrot bacon. That that does look pretty cool. I, I doubt I really, I doubt it tastes that much like bacon, but, um, you know, with the sauces and the seasonings that, that they used, it's, 
it's probably the closest you're going to get rather than using some sort of meat substitute like tofu and trying to make bacon out of it. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, that's a really, really cool fix for bacon because carrots Definitely. are sweet. They have that sweetness to them. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I don't really eat carrots too often, but the sweet mixed with the bacon taste that, Oh my goodness. That sounds even better. Yeah, no, I bet that's I actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to try that soon. Um, so my uncle's a vegan and, uh, you know, we have family gatherings sometimes. My grandma and grandparents come over, my uncle comes over and this one time I forget what the hell we were celebrating, but my mom was cooking and she served my uncle some food and my grandma was like, Oh, is there milk in there? And my mom's like, yeah, but don't tell Alan. I'm like, yo, that's fucked up. (laughs) My man's made a commitment to being a vegan. He probably hasn't had milk in his system for like. 10 years, he can't handle milk probably at this point. And you're not going to tell him? Like, damn. She yo, usually makes him something. Yo, this one dude I went to rehab with, um, <laughs> he, he geeked me because he came into rehab. He was the only dude there that was my age. And he came in and he was like, yeah, I'm vegan. And we're all like, oh, that's cool, man. You know, he seemed like a VCU kid. Uh, you know, very <laughs> just very you know, liberal arts type. Yeah. And uh, we were like, oh yeah, you're vegan. That's cool. And the, the everybody else in the place was not. So the, there was cooks there that made, a, made food for everybody. And, uh, and they made really good food. They had really good food at my rehab and Ooh. like all they, you know, prepared a meal every night and prepared lunch and dinner. And, uh, and it was all really good stuff, but uh, most of it had some sort of meat or meat products or something like that in there. And so they had to get, make him a substitute every day. And I, and like, they very clearly that pissed them off. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, for one motherfucker, we got to make the vegan substitute. Like that very clearly made them upset. And I think, I think what made, made them even more upset if they, if they would have known this is, uh, when I asked him about it, I was like, how long you been vegan for? He's like, oh no, just since I got into rehab, I just thought I'd try it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you motherfucker. Like, (laughs) oh my God, what a kick to the balls. The one opportunity you have for other people to cook for you all the time. And you're just going to be like, fuck it. I'm going to go vegan since I don't got to work for it. Oh my God. That's hilarious. What a what a what a card. What a character. <laughs> Props but, to him for making the changes though. I guess you know, two birds with one stone, rehab and getting on veganism. Yeah, I mean that's that's the place to do it. <laughs> I'm still geeking, like he's not even a vegan, but like I mean I guess he is. But well, yeah, I'm just gonna start being a vegan when I get to rehab. That's funny. Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> It's a place to probably uh, to to quit eating shitty rehab was because pe- you know people were cooking for you and they were good healthy meals. I was about to ask that they were good. That yeah, was... they, dude, they were really really good. Like they they made stuff that I would have never eaten just because I you know I was so used to like my mom preparing it and uh, like yeah. when I was a kid and so when I got out of the house I was like I I'm never gonna eat or prepare that because I don't like it. And then they made it, and I'm like, oh, you guys made it better. You guys actually know how to huh. cook this vegetable or know how to cook this type of, uh, this, this dish. Yeah. It's pre- it sounds pretty cool, too, because, you know, trying, you're all in rehab trying to get over, like, your addictions. Um, and to try new things and just get new simple things like that, it, it seems healthy for a, for an addicted mind like that, you know? Yeah, no, the... That was a big part of rehab was trying new things that you never would have tried before. Like they had activities there that most people that have been drug addicts or gamblers, they would have never been doing like yoga. You never would have probably been doing yoga. Um, you never, you probably wouldn't have done acupuncture, which I'm, yeah, I'm a huge, huge fan of acupuncture. I think it's you so underrated. It? Yeah. It's so underrated. That's so cool. I never knew. Dude, that is amazing. I I was Wait. skeptical. I thought it was like hypnosis where it was all in your head, but you know, I was a skeptic going into it and then this guy put fucking needles in my ear and I just like <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, my spine just almost went numb." It was just like uh, the really? chill, the chill that went through my body. 
of relaxation, really? of pure relaxation was undeniable. Just because I, I, I don't really understand anything behind acupuncture and or the science or anything behind it, but that's that's cool. Hearing it firsthand from you and no. the results. So you were relaxed, and was there anything else you felt? I mean, it was really just a relaxation of your mind and body. Because how the way acupuncture works in a very basic sense i'm not a, i'm not an expert or a scientist i don't really know but you know how sometimes when you poke like or scratch a part of your body you feel like you scratch your stomach and you feel it on uh, your back not really i'm doing it right now though i kind of imagine it or you know you, anyway. you you like you poke your belly button and you feel it in the head of your dick that's a better example i've heard that i have you, heard that yeah like there's parts of your body that like you know, you scratch that part and then you feel it somewhere else. So you touch that part and you feel it, you kind of feel it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, connected. Yeah. It's because your nerves are, they're, they're not like you, the nerves for your, you know, kidneys are not in your kidneys. They're like in your lower back or something or the nerves for your, really? for your fingers. Like a lot of them are in your fingers, but a lot of them are in maybe your, uh, your legs. Like they just kind of they go all throughout your body. So the reason they put it in your ears, you think like, oh man, that's just gonna make your ears do something. But they put it in your ears because your ears have a lot of nerve endings that connect to other parts of the body. Wow. Uh, yeah, namely the liver. That's why they do it in rehab, the, <laughs> the ear method. Oh. And that makes sense though, because alcoholic. Yeah, I mean, just any drug user or alcoholic, your your liver's fucked up. So. Yeah. Uh, that namely your liver, um, and then a bunch of muscles in your body and your um and your vertebrae. And so when they poke that, I I don't know why needles are the method, like why that is the way it works, but it it stimulates them in some way where it's able to calm or relax or detox a part of your body. Do they do it to your whole body or just the ears, kind of? Just the ears, but you can get it done to your whole body. Really? Just the Yeah, just the ears, and it worked. Like That's and, so weird. That's so cool. And afterwards, uh, he told us, he's like, yeah, no, I just did your ear. Everybody had the same experience of, like, this was incredible. And uh, And the guy told us, yeah, if you liked it in your ears, try it sometime in your life outside of this, outside of this context. Try it with the whole body thing. And Damn. you you have no idea how good you're gonna feel walking out of there. It, it's used a lot for um, veterans with uh, injuries that are you know battle injuries, as well as uh, PTSD. It's really really good for PTSD. You got me really wanting to try this. Like I just wrote it down on my hand, so I remember. But like, wow. Yeah, it's I'm not into pseudoscience type things like I'm not into like, you know, unproven remedies because, you know, stuff like anytime a, a person says chakras, I automatically I was I'm automatically like you're a fucking moron because chakras... no, I was literally about to get into this. Well, because chak chakras don't exist. They're not a real thing. It's not you a, don't know that. I mean, yeah, no, I'm not. I, I, I'm you not a biologist or anything like that, but. There, I mean, it's a made-up word. There's no actual evidence medically or scientifically that any type of quote-unquote chakra exists. Um, the thing that... Go ahead. Well, it, it's just like everybody believes you have five senses, right? Yeah. When in reality, you have more like 13. Uh, Maybe five primary or... I don't know. Like that's That could just be science book misinformation at that point. We're just trying to like give information across a broad community like... You know, you learn you have five senses in school because that's easy to learn. Maybe. Well, but it's it's also just because it, it, it was an established fact for such a long time. It's really hard to get it out of the uh, of of education. You know, like everybody kind of knows that you don't use 10 percent of your brain. But for a long time, <laughs> that was an accepted piece of information that you only use 10 percent of your brain. And it's because Aristotle said you use 10 percent of your brain. Oh. That's the only reason anybody ever said that, because that was his theory. Same thing with the five senses. It was some Eastern philosopher or some. Uh, yeah, I believe some Eastern philosopher who said 
yeah, these are your five senses, when in reality, you also have the sense of time, the sense of balance, you have several other senses. But time and ba- sense of balance, let's take that for example, that seems different than like, I guess maybe that's because we've associated our brain with the five senses being the senses and nothing else being a quote unquote sense. I yeah, like why, why would smell be a sense, but balance isn't, you know? Imagine if you couldn't keep balance, you're just like, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> Every step, you're like, ah! I, I always thought it would be funny if you lost your sense of time. I have. Uh, I bet yeah, you have, I'm, too. Come on. But go ahead. Come on. I know what you're talking about, but... <laughs> no, you're at the DMV, and you're just like, man, our, dude, it's been so long. Like, aren't you bored? It's like, nope, I could sit here all day. <laughs> 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 yeah, if you if you lost your sense of time, like damn, it's great. <laughs> oh my god, that's scary though. Uh, when I was in jail, I hated. They only had like one window, two windows on the ceiling of like a big ass room. I I want to like give imaginary dimensions or not imaginary dimensions, but the estimates. But it was a big room, like a gymnasium type shit. And like there was one window, two windows at the top on the ceiling. And you could barely see light through them. Like, they were, like, just kind of, like, foggy glass. Like, in, in, at where I work at, we sell uh, frosted glass, which is kind of, like, you can't really see through it at a distance. And that was my only gauge of time in there. It's just, does it look bright out there or does it look dark out there? And I hated that. I, it was so weird. Just, like, no not clocks. knowing what time it is. Yeah. That, I, it was 6 a.m. when we got breakfast. Might have been 11 or 12 when we got lunch. And then, like, 5 or 6 dinner time, you know? Yeah, that I think that really fucks with people not knowing what time of the day it is. That's weird. Just I uh, that was one of the things I didn't like about jail. Yeah. But going back to the chakras, like I I I have some belief in the chakras because if you read up on it, like let's do some basic reading on it and you just realize, well not even realize, but it says you know, the, these chakra, like this chakra is responsible for this and is blocked by, like, let's say the throat chakra is responsible for speaking and all this and is blocked by lying and this and that. I feel like you can really, you can really feel when they're, like, you can feel when they're blocked. I don't know how to describe it, but. No, it sounds basic, real. Basically, they're all energy wheels. There's seven energy wheels in your body. They, energy flows through your body from the bottom to the top. And they like there's there's seven essential energies for your life, and so I wish I was more informed on the topic, but I want to be informed more one day. I mean, it's and I have a book. It's just like a lot of things where it's a it's a philosophy more than it's fact. It's- what, okay, what really gets me is that I I like a lot of Western medicine can't heal things that like problems for people not like cancer or shit like that but like you know someone might have chronic back pain and they try opiates and they try this and they try that and maybe in reality you have to like do make a change in your life to um like and i know that sounds crazy enough to say but maybe unblock a chakra like when you're sick in your mind when you when you're not i believe when you're not like you're not doing the best mentally or you're not doing like quote-unquote morally good things or shit like that like i'm not saying that there is like if you're not doing like morally good things or shit like that then you fucking my train of thought i'm sorry you feel everybody. worse i i i well you're yeah you feel, you, you can make yourself right physically now, what you you're can talking make about physically right now is sick. the placebo effect i don't think that's a placebo that's exactly no that I mean that's the basically the definition of the placebo effect cuz like how they've pr- how they the study that they proved the placebo effect with is basically they gave uh two groups of people who were sick they gave one group um actual uh or they gave everybody oh no what was it? it was three groups right sorry that's what confused me it was three groups they gave one group actual medicine to help their sickness they gave one group a a sugar pill, basically the placebo, yeah, uh, and told them it was medicine, and they gave another group nothing. And the group that got medicine got better. The group that didn't get anything at all didn't get better. 
and the group that got the placebo pill got better. Because if you really feel like something is going to happen, your brain has the powerful way to just make it happen. Your brain is controlling so much of your, of your, of your organ function, of your, uh, of, of your muscles, everything involved in your body is controlled by your brain. So if you can get a powerful enough belief, it can actually change things in your body. I don't, now you can use that logic, which I, I believe is true to then say that there are these chakras in your body that, uh, control different things. But uh, again, that's much more of just a philosophy than anything rooted in reality. There's no, there's no science. Of or, course there's not. Or te- well, that's the, that's the thing is like, shouldn't there be, if, if something's true, there ought to be science. It's like God, you know, you can't prove or disprove God. So we don't know if God's real. And if we somebody, and then, if somebody says like, they know God's real, they don't. If somebody says they know God's not real, they fucking don't. But I mean, the only real way to say it is we don't know if God's real. Same thing with chakras. I don't know if chakras are real, but neither, neither does anybody who believes in chakras. Yeah, I can agree with God. I mean, I have a firm belief of God. I, got, I, feel, I like to think I have my own relationship with God. And I like the, the reason I like chakras so much, or I'm into them at this point in my life, is because I felt like I have felt my chakras all align. I think that's called Kundalini. I'm still trying to read the book, so please, I don't quote me anybody. But like, from what what I felt, quote unquote, when my chakras were aligned, I really felt in tune with myself. I had never felt that in tune with myself ever in my life, ever. And it just felt crazy. Like it felt like I could stand on my own two feet for the first time. I felt like I could breathe properly. I felt like I could speak properly. I was like, what the fuck? It was crazy. And, and, you know, I can't say that. Yeah, my like this happened because my chakras were aligned. But I believe that I took steps in my life to let go of things I was worried about and just kind of let the, let it all flow through me, so to say, if you're speaking it in kind of chakra terms. Just. See, and I'm I'm familiar with with chakras, but I've never I don't think they've ever had any effect on me. And that's because I don't believe in them. Now, you believe in them, and you're familiar with them, so you believe they've had an effect on you. It's the same way as God. If I don't believe in God and good things happen to me, I think that, oh, that's uh, whatever. You know, it's um, if I believe in fate, that it's fate. If I, uh, if I think it's just happenstance of the universe, that's what it is. If I think it's just the decisions that I've made to make good things happen in my life, then I, I, I give the credit to myself. But if you believe in God and good things happen to you, you often will credit it to to God, you know, good things happen to both people in this scenario, uh, and they credited it to different things. Doesn't mean either of them are wrong. You can't prove whether either of those people are right or wrong, but that that's kind of my whole point is there's just, it's a belief system. It's, it's based on belief. Like chakras will never mean anything to you if you don't believe that they're real. It's like a horoscope. You don't be- it, it'll never actually have any real effect on you if you don't believe it's going to have an effect on you. What if it did, though? Like, my biggest thing is, like, your energies can be blocked by, like, actions or not, not doing something or not possessing this or not telling the truth type shit, you know? If you, your, the chakras spin slower, the energy is blocked, and you start to suffer in your real life. Like, how does, how does that translate? Uh, it translates to if you feel bad, you're going to feel bad. If you feel good, you're going to feel good. It's just, you know, it's your brain. Like, like kind of at the top of this conversation, your brain can have a really, really bizarrely intense effect on how you actually behave and feel. Um, and now I don't think that there's chakras spinning on a imaginary wheel, but I, I mean, I can't prove that there is or there isn't, but I do think that if I feel better, I'm going to be better. I think if I get sleep, then I'm going to feel <laughs> better. I think if I 
put a fucking smile on my face, I'm going to be happier. That's just the, it's the effect of tricking your own brain. You know, addicts are really into that, into the uh, idea of tricking your own brain into happiness. Hell yeah, we are. And And it's not fun. And and a lot of people would say that's fake happiness, uh, just by the way I just said it, you know, tricking your brain into happiness, but that's... That does sound pretty bad. It, you know, it sounds it sounds ter- It sounds like, oh man, you you got to trick yourself to be happy. But I think everybody has to, in a way, trick themselves to be happy. You know, if if you're happy because it's like, oh, I think that you know God is looking out for me, you're tricking yourself into being happy in your own way because you're using this belief in God to make yourself happy when you otherwise wouldn't have been. At that point, then, like, what is happiness? Nah, I don't know. That's a deep conversation right there. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't think either of us, uh, either of us can really answer that question. Nor, yeah. Um, what really gets me is, like, and this is just something I believe in, as this past 15-minute conversation we've been having, it's about Reiki's and God, or chakras and God and acupuncture. I just, for me, I my beliefs in um, a higher power get reaffirmed like every time a coincidence happens, and I love it because, like for example, I was driving or I was in the Uber home from an IOP, and this girl, I, I had this girl Snapchat, and I was just snapping her casually. Her name was Lala, or her Snapchat name was Lala, right? Right. And so the Uber driver, you know, he could have picked any song, any song could have been playing on his playlist or whatever app he was using, but as literally. As soon as this girl, Lala, that notification came down on my screen. As soon as that happened, like simultaneously, the song was said, like, the song said Lala. La, and I just la, thought, la, 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 that one? No. What? It was not that, but it was crazy. Like, or Lolly. Maybe it was Lolly. It's Lolly. But I still thought that like, shit like that like makes me smile. And it's just like, you're always looking out for me. Or like, whoever, whatever that is, is just there for me. Or like, I... It's, I wish I had more examples right now. There's so many more I have because it's just it happens almost every day in my life is where it's like I get this coincidence that's not really a coincidence, but like at least I don't believe it to be a coincidence, you know? Yeah. And it's just reassuring for me. It's reassuring and reaffirming that sometimes I am doing the right thing or maybe that I am, I'm not alone. And it's, you know, it's comforting. It's cool. It's interesting. Well, and I, I lean a little bit more to the side of coincidence um, because, you know, that that old adage that if you put enough monkeys in front of typewriters, eventually one of them's going to write Shakespeare. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's how the world works. I think the world is based on chaos. And that that's if I have any type of religion, that's what it is. My religion is chaos. Um, I think that the initial creation of the universe, which most uh, scientists credit to what they call the Big Bang. Well, 6,000 years ago. <laughs> yeah. That, the that, dinosaurs are a myth. Yeah, God no, I, made I, the Remington bolt-action shotgun to fight the dinosaurs and the homosexuals. <laughs> That's a Mean Girls reference if nobody out there gets it and thinks I'm a sexist homophobe or something. But I'm sorry, I completely just cut you off. <laughs> no, I... I think that uh, the Big Bang of the universe. One of my smart fuck friends has uh, has, expla- <laughs> has explained this to me a couple times. Like he, my, this this friend I'm talking about is so much goddamn smarter than me. And um, every every time he breaks something down like this, it just uh, it really gets to me because he said that he was talking about his quote unquote religious beliefs or his spirituality beliefs, and he said that you know ever since the Big Bang. Anything that happens in the world happens because of chaos, because the Big Bang was just the creation of chaos. It was where um, matter and antimatter collided in order to uh, create a just pulse of energy that has brought us to where we are. We don't know antimatter and matter collided. That we don't know that specifically. Nobody knows exactly what exactly happened at the Big Bang. But no, I used to be. yeah, I mean, nobody knows, but that's uh, that's the accepted scientific 
definition of the Big Bang. Is well, it should uh, be an equal amount. Of, oh, go ahead. Well, yeah, well, because it's uh, yeah, no, antimatter and matter. If they if an equal amount of them collide, then it's uh, then it just creates nothing. But <laughs> it the energy that that's the point is that the energy created from that is what the Big Bang is. Uh, it, it created so much energy that continues to expand. That's why the universe is constantly expanding. It continues to expand and create in its wake. And in order for anything to happen in this world, chaos has to ensue. So humanity was created because of chaos, because, uh, you know, just so much shit had to happen. And so many things had to, had to, and chaos is not things going wrong. It's just things happening in a random fashion. And so much of that had to happen in order for human beings to uh, get to where they are today. It's a very chaotic view of it. <laughs> get it? <laughs> but like, I, no, I, I, I just oh. think that that makes, the, that makes the most sense to me. That makes the most sense to me because it's a theory that's completely based on, um, accepted scientific knowledge and uh and, and while like anything in science you can't prove it uh there's very few things in science that are facts facts is an overused term there's like so few things in science that are considered laws um but just based on people that were are way smarter than I'll ever be based on what they theorize don't that's sell what, yourself that, that's short, what I go though. with. Don't sell yourself short. You're preaching to the choir with the uh, Big Bang shit. Just or in a in a sense where I use I used to be in love with like I, I love space still. I don't I'm as pa- excuse me. Sorry. I'm not as passionate as I was as I used to be when I was younger, but I used to spend days, hours, days like I used to spend a lot of time on the history channel, the discovery channel, the nature channel. I'd always watch documentaries. Stephen Hawking, Michio Kaku, fucking, um, what's the, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, I love those guys. I, I fucking bawled my eyes out when Stephen Hawking died. But, um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Well, with the Big Bang for me, like, how I see it, the creation of everything is just more so... There, I feel like there is a director that it's not. He's not saying this is gonna happen or this is gonna happen, but I just feel like it started with something. In the Catholic, in the Catholic religion, like we believe that God is everything, and like God is the force that powers everything in nature. Like he is, he is everything. He is the air we breathe. He is the speaker I listen to my music to, and not because, like, oh, yeah, he's everything, but because he literally is the energy. Like, it's the energy, it's the matter, it's everything. And... I don't really have a good place to go with this. I just don't feel like coincidence has happened too much. And the random... I don't feel like random is really a thing. No, and I if, mean, if you believe in God, then th- that that makes sense. It's... Just I don't personally believe in God, so I uh, that that's the only other option that makes any sense is that um, is randomness, and that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, that 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 just randomness is occurring constantly because the the entire uh, fate of the world is random. The f- the future is random. Um, anything that happens is just what happened next, based on. Uh, the 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 output of energy from the universe. I love how we can be so different yet so close. Yeah, honestly, I I don't think we ever really talked about um, religion all that much because I uh, I I don't like to talk about religion because then I especially with religious people because. <laughs> Not not because it annoys me or anything, or not because I think uh, think religious people are idiots. Like a lot of uh, like a lot of non-religious people, they kind of go to that place. Like, oh, religious people are dumb. I don't think religious people are dumb. I do think the ideas presented in basically every religious text are dumb. But 
the the overall idea, what you've just said to me right now, that God is energy, that God is, you know, I I, I got no issues with that theory because it makes sense. It, it kind of aligns basically exactly with my theory. Um, it, you're just inserting, inserting, I said that so weird, <laughs> inserting a creator into the, into the mix. Yeah. Like the Bible, if you just, if you know, you read the Bible, there's a lot of shit in the Bible that's just probably not true. Um, and that's the thing. You have to take this shit with a grain of salt. Like, I was a born and raised Catholic, and a lot of people don't realize that these fucking stories in the Bible are meant to be a teach, like, to teach you not to take be taken so literally. Like, fuck. Like, yeah. It's I I just found a lot of beauty in in the Catholic religion when I was seventeen and eighteen. My junior year, my senior year teachers really like from kindergarten to tenth grade was honestly nothing compared to eleventh and twelfth grade theology teaching that or a class that I had. And um, James, could you please go? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> a little brother about to enter the room in the podcast, <laughs> but um. I just found a lot of beauty in it and I found a lot of this makes a lot more sense than what we have been told our whole life. And it kind of makes me question like everybody that is religious or Catholic or Christian, like how much of this information that I just got in these past two years, are they actually missing out on? Like it's, it's just, it's not, it's, it's it's like kind of scary and kind of sad and kind of just like, because like there's just so much I learned that is more so the backbones of the religion and Christianity and Catholicism instead of like the rules. It's literally the structure of it. And I like learning the structure. I honestly think is integral to actually like understanding the religion. And I, uh, fuck, why are people calling me? I got, um, what am I going to say? I like to think like at this point, ASAP Rocky said it. He said, I got my own relationship with God. And that's how I feel. And I don't like to talk, like, I like to talk about religion with people, but, like, I really don't think you're really, people are really gonna listen or just understand or maybe just let it sink in until they find it for themselves. And I believe when, that's when religion becomes personal and special, is when you find it for yourself. Because if you're just going through the motions, like, oh, Neil, pray. Pray before food. Pray before bed. That's just, it's the motions. Like, you don't get anything out of that. You, or I mean, you can, but, like, if you don't understand it, you're more than likely not going to get anything out of it, you know? No, and I think that's the silliness of religion is the uh, is the way human beings use it. Because, for example, like Jesus, for example, I mean, I think, I don't think Jesus was anybody special if, if he even really existed. Um, but the story of Jesus is a uh, is a big point. You know, it's like the story of Noah's Ark. It probably isn't real, but it's the, the ideas presented are the point. Like Jesus yeah. was a, a figure or a character in the Bible uh, used to represent accept, acceptance. That's like, what I love. Yeah, he, you know, people kind of got away from that uh, in the you know, 21st century uh, interpretation of Christianity in the 20th century and prior to that, uh, ever since like the you know, the Puritans really in, in American history, uh, Christianity has kind of been misused, but the character is one that accepts all, you know, he, he hung, he didn't hang around with, uh, with holy, with like the holiest of people. He yeah. hung around with, with thieves and, and marauders and, and, and prostitutes. And the story, like the story of Jesus Christ is it's just for me I love it because of what you said too he's a role model for acceptance he is god he is god he is fully god and fully man right and yeah. so we believe that there's a duality in Christ he's full god and full man and I love the reflection of the duality in Christ and the duality in us because I believe you know we have god in us and we have man in us and it's a beautiful representation that the sacrifice that god made is Oh, I set my son like I set him down to to show you how to do this, to sacrifice himself for the world. Fuck, that sounded a lot I've explained it a lot better before, but fucking 
he's just a role model for me because he really speaks. He does what he says. He has good morals. He is a representation of good morals. You know, he's a representation of no judgment. Yeah, like it's it's a, a guy who has more has the moral code, but doesn't uh, berate or punish others for not having that same code. He rather would teach and try to transform uh, those others to his way of thinking and his uh, his ideals. The thing is, too, Catholicism means like Christ, another Christ. And so being a Catholic means you are another Christ. And to me, that lines up with a duality between we are both God and man. And I like that. Because Jesus is the representation of being God and man, but we are also other Christ. We're also other Jesuses. We can do everything that he did. Jesus is just a fucking man. Well, I guess if you're looking at it from the Catholic perspective too, he's fully God and fully man. But he's a man, and we can all live like him. And we can all spread love and happiness and positivity and shit like that and not have judgment. And that's what I love about the story of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Catholicism. Yeah. Fuck. I. I Love just think shit. I think the uh, basically what we're kind of getting around here, what we're kind of stepping around is the the issue with religion is the is people are very literal. Yeah. And um, fuck. And, and that that's the other thing that like atheists uh, run into. You know, that, that's the thing that they run into when they're trying to debunk, so quote unquote, debunk Christianity is, uh, they, they totally don't take that into account that like, yeah, maybe these things are all just stories and all just, you know, you know, they're not necessarily truthful, like in, in, in the factual sense that these are all things that really honestly happened, but that's that's not the point. It's just the concepts that are important behind them. Yeah. If anyone is interested in learning about Christianity, I recommend you read the book uh, Theology and Sanity by Frank Sheed. It's literally, he says it in the beginning of the book, this book is nothing more than the backboned skeleton of Christianity. This is the bare minimum of what you need to know about Christianity. And it's a fat book. And it's a very, very informative book. So yeah, maybe check it out if you're interested. And another thing to check out if you if you want to go down a rabbit hole of research, if you uh, if you're like me and you're just kind of more fascinated by religion, not religious yourself, but fascinated by the uh, the ideas. Um, something I didn't know for a long time was, well, something I did know was that. Christianity just happened to be the one that worked out. You know, if it wasn't for Constantine seeing a star in the sky, none of us would be, nobody would be a Christian. Like, that's the only, there were so many religions that that one just won out because of a power struggle in another part of the world. Um, I've never heard that. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, no, uh, Constantine was not a Christian, and Christianity was kind of a, a sparse religion. It wasn't, uh, widely believed thing judaism was more popular um but yeah king constantine he he had this experience where he like he 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 had a religious experience essentially where he believed that jesus helped him and so he like ordered that in his kingdom that christianity would be the religion of the kingdom and then it spread from there uh, it's just it's just the the story that won out. We would be all, all be Zoroastrians or something like that if that was didn't he Roman? happen. Uh, I believe he was Roman or Greek. Uh, it had to be Roman because the Romans, I the Romans were 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 there in the time of uh, Jesus. It's somewhere like, in the Middle East. Now that now that I'm actually saying it all out loud, I sound so uneducated about it. But, stop. Well, but the the thing that well, really got me is that Jesus was like one, Jesus is kind of viewed as like the guy like he came back like he came into the world and he was this prophet that nobody had ever seen anything like it you know like nobody had ever seen anything like Jesus when in reality there was a m- million different prophets <laughs> there was like so many 
um, yeah th- that, that claim to have a connection with god the biggest uh the biggest one you can find is apollonius of tyana who was another figure who garnered a, around the same amount of uh the same amount of followers as jesus did but it just so happened with the roll of the dice and and how the world panned out that the story of jesus ended up being uh, more popular like you know all That's of interesting cuz there were a lot of there were probably a lot of prophets and messiahs and whatnot yeah people that claimed to be messiahs and it's just, and it's all stories. Like any quote from Jesus that's in the Bible, it's obviously not an actual quote from Jesus because, you know, you don't nobody, know that. Well, no, Actually, nobody, nobody was there writing down what he said. Uh, and if they were, we don't have, there's no um, scripture um, from those times writing of what Jesus said. Anything that was written about Jesus uh, was written cool. at least a hundred years after his. Um, his death or his yeah, assumed death. It's a compilation of, uh, accounts from different people or a lot of different people over the time too. I mean, it, the new Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was probably written by a lot more people than Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah. And I, I feel like and, they might and have Paul wrote most of the Bible. Like if it wasn't for, he's the most important figure of Christianity. If Paul didn't exist, Christianity wouldn't exist. And I, uh, I, I hear you with, it was just so happened that Jesus became it, but like, it was, he did have a following, he he did have a, at least from the, st- well that's the thing, because well, So did Apollonius, we Apollonius had a following that was, and his, uh, his teachings were far less uh, faith-based and more um, action-based, it was a lot more like being a, uh, I don't even know what to compare it to, um, not it's not the what's the religion that people often confuse for Muslims because they they wear uh, turbans. I would not know. Uh, the Sikhs, Sikhs, yes. Oh. Uh, Sikhs believe that you are you get um good things come to you if you do good unto others, and that's basically the dogma of their religion is you know being kind to others is the number one thing. Nothing else matters other than uh, giving to other people. And that was Apollonius's teachings more than anything else. He was a lot more pragmatic. He was, uh, he believed that being a good person was more important than accepting God into your life. Well, that's a, that's the golden rule in, uh, in Christianity is love one another as I have loved you. Yeah. But what, what I, what I hate about Christianity's teachings is that if you don't accept Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior, you don't go to heaven. Um, and that, that, that is ridiculous. Like that, I mean, I don't believe any of it's true, like the whole religion thing, but if there is a God out there and if there is any, any of this shit is true, there's no fucking way that you have to accept this guy in your heart as your Lord and Savior in order to go to heaven. Because, like, what if you never heard of him? What if you are a Muslim and you do all the same good shit, uh, but you just happen to call him a, you call him Allah instead of God, and you read a different book? Uh, yeah, stuff like that is not, that doesn't hold too much to me, you know? As a detached Christian Catholic, you know? Yeah, well, I think what you kind of got is the way to go about it. The The belief system you carry is the belief system I wish more religious people would carry. Even even the really deeply religious uh, is that you kind of have to detach from it a little bit. You can believe it wholeheartedly while all, whilst also detaching yourself from a lot of the written word. Yeah. Cuz it was written by people. It was it was not written by God. It was written by people and it was transcribed over years by other people who had different uh motives. You know, that that's the anti the anti-gay shit in the Bible. More than likely that wasn't in the original Bible. There would if if Jesus's teachings are the way to go, he there would never be a uh a part of the Bible that's like, <laughs> "Hey, if you're gay, you go to hell." I mean, that just doesn't make any logical sense. They don't line up with each other whatsoever uh that was probably introduced by catholics at some point uh by the by the roman catholic church 
in order to because they didn't believe in homosexuality so they wanted to uh in, and they were the only ones who got to interpret the bible it's not like everybody had a bible in their house that you had to go to the high higher priests in order to get interpretations of the bible so they were like oh yeah you know fucking jesus said you can't be gay sorry man <laughs> jesus well, said no 27. more jesus said no more sucking dicks mike so <laughs> you're out i think it's kind of crazy too because there are a lot of books that weren't included in the Bible, a lot of things. And there, it was a group of people, the Council of, it was either the Council of Nicaea, no, it was the Council of Trent, and I think 1,000-something, maybe earlier, I'm not sure, I, I don't know the date, but it was the Council of Trent that decided, okay, this is going to be in the Bible, this is going to be the Bible, this is going to be the Bible. Yeah. And it's like, wow, we people are behind what we're, what is going to be history for the rest of, I'm not going to say the rest of humanity, but like... It's been a big part of humanity for the past 2,000 years. Yeah, and just that, that one group of people got to decide what everybody got to hear and what they didn't. Because there's probably there's probably several more Gospels, like so many more Gospels out there that have other shit. Oh, the Dead Sea Scroll. Just uh, there's a fuck ton of shit that wasn't Yeah, the included. book the book of Thomas. You know, there's there's a million of them that, that have been It's crazy, theorized. though. Who, 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 who is to deem... I guess, I guess the, in the Christian the Christian Church, you know, the holiest of the holiest get to deem what is the word of God or what is true or what is not. But it's it's crazy to me, like now that I'm speaking it and thinking it, that just a council of people get to decide what is included in the holy text or not. And I'm just like, wow, a group of people. It puts the that's an, uh, another big issue with religion is it puts way too much power into the hands of man. When it when re- in reality, uh, it should be everybody gets access to these scriptures and these texts, and they get to interpret it however they want to interpret it, and however they inter- interpret it is uh, is their is their belief system. Uh, but that's not how it is. There's a church element where you go to this guy, and he interprets it for you, and you got to run with whatever his human brain decided to pull from those teachings. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of variation between different churches, different priests. It's like this priest could fucking hate gay people and this priest other priests could have transgender best friends, you know? Like yeah. it's got that kind of sickens I not sickens me, but like it's it worries me, you know? Not everyone is getting the same Christianity or Catholicism. And why are they not getting the same fucking thing? Like <laughs> We're reading the same fucking thing. Well, you, you shouldn't. That's the thing is you shouldn't be getting the same thing. Everybody well, should yeah. be taking something different from yeah, it. But it yeah, should be yeah. so individual. It's not individual. Everybody's having their, their beliefs sculpted by another person. So you get a whole church load of people like the Westboro Baptist who oh, ha- have all these hateful things that they believe in. And it's because the guy who runs that place has all these hateful things that he believes in. So everybody kind of just follows suit. No, yeah, I didn't mean, like, everyone should get the same thing, but, like, I, I think there should be a, a some sort of... I, I don't think one priest should be saying gay people are all going to hell, and then the other one's saying, like, yep, I love gay people, God loves them, you know? Yeah. It's, like, it's inconsistent. It, yeah, but, it's... Exactly. It's super inconsistent. That's the... I mean, that's basically what it's coming down to, is that it's... Uh, the whole idea all these religious ideas are just mad inconsistent. It kind of baffles me too, like that, say 800 to 1,000, whenever England and, you know, the European kind of kingdoms were coming up. It just, it baffles me. I've had, let's, I need to count how many times I've had baffled this fucking podcast. It surprises <laughs> me that, like, how much they put Christianity into their day-to-day lives. Like, I'm speaking because I watched this show called The Last Kingdom. And, you know, it's a Netflix show about the 800s and Vikings and shit like that. But, like, at least in the show, you know, people weren't people weren't afraid to die in battle because you're dying for God. Like, you know, everything was just based around God. And it was just crazy how integral and, and intertwined it was in their life. The Christians, at least, not the Vikings. Yeah, I know. Give a fuck. Fuck that aspect of the whole 
uh, religious thing is that it's really, really good at making people do violent things and, and control, engage in violence. I mean, it's a control. Uh, religion was invented to be a control maneuver, but it's it can make people violent in so many different ways. You know, us Americans always point point the finger at uh, Islam, like, oh, Islam is a uh, they have all these radical people involved in it that do all these radical things like terrorism when in reality it's any religion that has any type of following has radical members to it because uh it it can just be interpted that way like christians for a baptist church well christians like to brush off the crusades like yeah, oh that was so long ago <laughs> but like yeah like they the tortured people they tortured the fuck out of people in the name of god and they and they justified that to themselves so well. They were like, "Yeah, no, God wants us to be doing this." That's how. That's yeah. What the, that's what religion can do. It can be a very, very good thing that allows people to live very moral and just lives. But it can also be the thing that makes people evil. People were so into spreading the name of God when they were conquering lands and shit, you know, or fighting Vikings like that. You know, they're one of their. They had three goals: like land, wealth, and God, or land, country, and God, like. I don't know if I have them all right, but I know at least wealth and God are two big things why people conquered. Yeah, manifest destiny. That's another yeah. one. Like where I mean, it's like, oh, we got to take this land from these savages because God wants us to have this land. Like it's it's basically just whatever I wanted to do anyway. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say like I'm gonna take these a couple verses and make it be like, oh shit, God wants us to do this too. How convenient is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i did Dude. not think we oh go ahead no no go ahead go ahead i was just gonna i was gonna say i didn't think we'd be talking about religion for over half the podcast which i think is pretty cool or just not even religion but just all this you know yeah no i think it's uh i think it's a cool conversation to have uh between two people who definitely believe very different things and uh I'm and... not... we can have a civil conversation about it too which i fuck with yeah any I, I, that's the, that's something about the world we live in, uh, and human beings that has always, uh, kind of gotten under my skin that when it comes to politics and religion, disagreements are so, uh, they're so looked down upon. Like, oh, like if we disagree, we gotta, we can't even be friends. We gotta fight about this. We gotta, uh, change each other's opinions, whatever. When realistically, if we all just accepted each other's beliefs, because it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what I, I don't care what you believe. I really don't like you can believe whatever you want to believe because it, it doesn't affect how I'm going to live my life. Like, and if I if I don't believe in God, that doesn't shake your faith in God. You, you're still going to have faith in God. And people people get take that shit way too personally. Like you have to think how I think, or else not everything's not going to be okay. Like no, everything's going to be fine, man. Everything's going to be all right if we just differ in opinion. In the context of religion, that seems like correct, but I feel like maybe in a context of something else, like let's say right now, racism. Racism's different. Racism's different. different. That's I I was I wasn't even I was questioning to bring what I just set up because it is different. It's complete. It's it's different. No, because like if you, it's okay to act on your, uh, on your, on your personal beliefs. If somebody in the name of God wants to, uh, you know, bomb an abortion clinic, it's okay to uh, try to do everything in your power to stop that person, um, because of course it is. They're going to harm other people in the process, um, and that's never okay. That's that's the one line you everybody's got to draw on the sand is it's okay for everybody to have their own belief system as long as it doesn't harm another person because yeah. you believing you being anti if somebody's anti-abortion them just believing that does not affect anybody who's had an abortion or uh supports uh or is you know pro-choice doesn't affect them but if they go and you know start attacking people that are pro-choice killing doctors that perform abortions that's a different yeah. story you know yeah. if somebody if somebody has uh doesn't like the black lives matter movement let's take that 
Um, but it, you know, it's that, that's it. That's the, that's as far as it goes. They're just like, Oh, I don't, uh, you know, agree with their, uh, with their, what they, what they say. I don't, you know, have that same opinion, but that's the end of it. They're not racists. They're not bigots or hateful people that harm others. There's nothing wrong with having that thought and there's nothing wrong with somebody expressing that they shouldn't be attacked for expressing that belief. Uh, we, people can disagree with them, but you know, at the end of the day, it's what they believe in. Now, if they say, I don't support the black lives matter movement and I'm going to go when I'm riding my bike and I see people putting up like two 15 year old kids putting up signs that are pro black lives matter, I'm going to rip them out of their hands and be aggressive with them. That's a guy that should probably be fucking, uh, handled. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely well said. Well, shit. I think that concludes this week. Yeah, I think we went a little long. It's okay. Just get lost in the sauce sometime. You know? Yeah, get lost in the Jesus sauce. <laughs> I love That's that Jesus nuts, sauce. by the way, if you're wondering. <laughs> oh my gosh. Christ well, I like <laughs> Rice gum? Christ cum. <laughs> the cum of Christ. We should trademark that. No. Yeah, what, what do you think in church? The, the wafers? The Eucharist? You think that's fucking bread? Yeah, no, that's just... Fucking uh, idiot? <laughs> that's pressed out dried cum. He says, like, oh, this is my body. And he's like, nah, this is, uh, this is my nut right here. You think, the ch- <laughs> you think the church has enough money to afford bread every fucking day and give it out <laughs> to everybody? No. Priests are out there after hours sitting in the back whacking one off. Okay, that's a bad turn. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> No, that that they kept that out of the Bible. Like Jesus was like, he gave them bread. He said, "This is my body." He gave them wine. Said, "This is my blood," and then he gave them each a bowl of yogurt. But they cut that out of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I hope I hope everybody enjoyed this week's episode. Um, and please tune in next week, eight p.m. Wednesday. You know the drill. It's Mikey signing out. Yeah, this is Carson signing out. I hate saying it like that. I sound like a fucking <laughs> vlogger from 2008. You had such a big pause, too. I know you're just like, like after I said I'm signing out, you had a, you had a pause, and you're just like, do I really have to say this? Do I got to say this? And like, Jesus Christ, what are we fucking doing? <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good night. See you next week. I got my own relationship with God. Lord. Oh.